Hello, everyone, and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and it's a quiet week, with it being the holidays. This means really the big story are the box office numbers themselves. And we do have a few news stories. But first, let's go over the domestic box office. With Christmas Day on a Monday, we are doing the numbers in a four-day format. Opening in first place is the last movie of the DCEU, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, with 38.3 million. In second place was Wonka, with 28.3 million, for a total of $85.8 million. Third place was The Color Purple, with an opening of $18.1 million. Should be noted that the film opened on Christmas Day, so that was one day of box office sales. Migration came in fourth with an opening of $17.8 million. Anyone But You opened in fifth place with $8 million. In sixth place was The Iron Claw, with an opening of $6.7 million. Seventh place was Salar Part 1 Ceasefire, with an opening of $6.4 million. And in eighth place was The Boys in the Boat, which opened to $5.7 million. So all things considered, Aquaman did okay. Look, are the opening numbers good? Not really, but they're not terrible either. However, if this gets decent holiday legs, it can easily ride this to 100 million domestic. I know that shouldn't be cause for celebration, but considering the slate of comic book movies this year, it could have ended up a lot worse. As for the other movies, to be honest, it's too early to tell. And again, that's kind of the thing with the holiday season. You don't know from the opening weekend. You gotta look two, three, four weeks down the road. After the holidays, into January, what was a hit, what wasn't. Right now, the color purple, if it can maintain some momentum, looks like it'll do some good numbers. Uh, Wonka and Migration, uh, we'll share the family audience. Wonka, we already know, is doing well. Migration, again, too early to tell. We will see. As for the numbers in China... The usual sources I don't have, so for the latest numbers, I did have to do some digging, and I was able to come up with a top three for the weekend. Uh, in first place was Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, with $22.2 million, with a total now of $30.4 million. It opened on the 20th, so it has a few extra days. Again, compared to other superhero movies, this isn't bad at all, but it is a far cry from the first Aquaman's performance in China, where it made around 282 million dollars. Second place was Endless Journey with 15.2 million for a total of 59.3 million. And in third place was Wolf Hiding with 7 million dollars for a total of 25.2 million. China also approved a few more Hollywood releases. First up, The Beekeeper will be coming to theaters on January 12th. Argyle will come out February 23rd. And Dune Part 2 comes out March 8th. Now let's look at the worldwide numbers. Should be noted for these numbers, the domestic Monday numbers for Christmas Day are not included. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom earned $80.1 million for a worldwide opening weekend of $107.7 million. An okay start, but really, this needs to get to $400 million worldwide to be considered okay. And even at that, it loses a little bit overall at the box office. It just won't be a flop or a bomb like The Flash or The Marvels. Wonka earned another $33.2 million for a total of $244.66 million worldwide. This is on track now, assuming a good holiday season, to pass half a billion dollars. So for Warner Brothers, at least they'll have one hit to finish off the year. Migration earned $7.9 million for a worldwide total of $34.3 million. Wish earned another $9.6 million for a total now of $144.3 million worldwide. 
Napoleon earned $3.7 million for a worldwide total of $198.4 million, so it will pass the $200 million milestone in the next few days. In release date news, Universal has pulled both upcoming Monkey Paw production films. One was set to come out on September 27th, and a second on December 25th, 2024. Monkey Paw Productions is Jordan Peele's production company. Deadline reports that the delays are strike-related, which isn't surprising. This week, Lionsgate closed the purchase of E1 for $375 million, so that is now official. Sadly, there were a few deaths this week in South Korea. Lee Sun-kun has died at 48 years old in what looks to be a suicide. Uh, he went missing, and his family reported what looks to be a suicide note to the authorities, who then began searching for him. Recently, the actor was arrested and was under investigation due to drug use allegations. Reports have come from Yon Hap in South Korea that he was interrogated multiple times, including one session that went on for 19 hours. The actor is most known for his role in the Oscar-winning film Parasite. This is just terrible. I, look, if the police basically drove him to commit suicide, that's just tragic. Uh, I don't, I didn't know drug use was very strict over in South Korea, and if this interrogation news is true, that is beyond excessive. They were treating him as if he was a dealer on the street. Uh, it's just disgusting that this happened. Tom Wilkinson has died at the age of 75. The British actor appeared in numerous films and shows including Michael Clayton, Batman Begins, John Adams, and The Full Monty. Casey Grammer died at the age of 67, daughter of director Stanley Kramer. She was an actress who mostly had roles in TV shows like Dexter, Criminal Minds, and Southland, but also had a few roles in movies, including Lethal Weapon being one of them. And finally, David Leland died at age 82. He was an actor, director, and also did theater as well. For films, he directed The Big Man, starring Liam Neeson, and for shows, he directed an episode of Band of Brothers and was a writer and director for The Borgenas, which starred Jeremy Irons. Thoughts and prayers are with their families, and may they rest in peace. For VOD Premium, let's start with the exclusive from Variety. They are reporting that the first episode of Percy Jackson and the Olympians got 13.3 million viewers across Disney Plus and Hulu in its first six days. That is pretty good, and we can take a look at a similar release by taking a look at Goosebumps, which also released on both services. It premiered 4.2 million viewers in its first three days. Now, obviously, it's more important that people stick around and watch the show, but so far, it's a good start. The surprise domestic hit of the year, Sound of Freedom, is now available to watch on Prime Video. Paramount has reached a deal with Comcast to extend their carriage agreement for their TV channels, and they will avoid any blackouts. Noticeably, since it was just an extension of their current deal, Paramount Plus will not be included for Xfinity customers. And in a little bit of a surprising news here, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery has bought themselves a streaming service. They have acquired the Turkish streamer Blue TV. Blue TV is Turkey's first domestic streaming service, and for the last three years they have had a partnership with Warner Brothers Discovery in exchange for getting content. Uh, specifically, it was Discovery that had the deal originally, not Warner Brothers, right? So when they merged, it became both. In exchange for getting content for their streaming service, Discovery and now Warner Brothers Discovery owns 35% of Blue TV, with them now moving forward to own 100% of it. It seems like based on the statements released by Blue TV and Warner Brothers Discovery that they're not going to use this and turn it into Max for Turkey and call it a day. 
At least for now, they seem interested in actually building up the service with a mix of more Warner Brothers Discovery content, as well as original Turkish content as well. And let's finish up with Netflix as Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire, debuted in first place on Netflix's Top 10 chart for English films with 23.9 million views. Considering it was only available for about three days out of the week for the Top 10 chart, that's not bad. But I'm thinking Netflix was hoping for a bit more, especially since this is the company's big blockbuster for the holiday season. Who knows, maybe it'll leg it out, stay in the top five for a while. Leave the World Behind dropped to second place with 19.7 million views. And Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget, came in at third place with 14.9 million views. Netflix has also released a teaser trailer for Rebel Moon Part 2, The Scar Giver, set to come out April 19th. As for movies coming to Netflix in January, they're starting off strong. In January, the streamer will be getting the first three John Wick movies, Gravity, the Jurassic Park trilogy, How to Train Your Dragon, and Bruce Almighty, to name a few. And that's it for this episode of Fox Office Receipts, and the last one for 2023. It was a crazy year with a lot of stories. Uh, we had some great box office runs as well. Great films overall that came out this year. It definitely was a strong year for movies. Um, you know, we had the strikes. And, you know, so far it looks like there'll be a lot of changes in Hollywood for 2024. I hope you continue to listen and follow along. See you in 2024.